Transition partners take mental health very seriously. We are now supporting Claro Mental Health Charity, who are local and based in Harrogate. We are working closely with Richard Kenny, who is the IT director at Tech Buyer. Claro operates as a commercial workshop making goods for businesses, which enable those with long-term mental health conditions to function in a voluntary real work environment. We would love it if you can join us in supporting this amazing cause and charity and donate what you can. Any any amount will be greatly appreciated. Thank you very much and thanks to all our listeners. Hi, this is the Let's Talk Leadership podcast. My name's Ellie Greening. And my name's Sandra Patel-Stewart. On this podcast, we will be interviewing some of the UK's greatest tech leaders. We'll be discussing war stories, battle scars, and their learnings from their journeys. Hopefully, you will pick up some great tips, learn from others' experiences, and have a good laugh along the way. Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Leadership podcast. We are super excited today to have Hans Klopper on. Hannah's is an entrepreneur, co-founder and CEO who's passionate about getting things off the ground. He co-founded Iversity, an online education startup that pioneered the digital transformation of higher education in Europe before transitioning to corporate professional development. He has recently moved into the role of CEO for Hello Better, which we're super excited to learn about. Um, Hello Better is a startup which offers innovative digital mental health solutions and aims to empower people with mental health problems. So we're so excited to have you on the show. Hello. Hi. Thanks ah. for having me. <laughs> Hi, Hammers. Nice to have you on the show. And um, I'm super excited about this one um, and really intrigued um, as well, particularly given all the um, given what you do in your current role and what, what um, the current company does around mental health um, problems. It's uh, obviously a very hot topic um, at the moment, particularly with all the um, crisis that the, the world's been experiencing. So it'd be, it'd be really interesting to learn more about that. Um, particularly for our viewers and listeners. So um, if initially you could just um, tell us a little bit more about you, your background, how your whole um, journey started and and how you got to where you are today, that would be fantastic. Uh, Sure, absolutely. Um, It's a bit of a long and winding path and maybe sort of a somewhat unusual one. So it's not, I didn't go to university, study business studies because I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but rather... Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I um, I studied a, a range of different subjects. All of the courses that I pursued were kind of interdisciplinary. Uh, um, the programs were, you know, um, international relations, liberal arts, public policy. Um, as a friend of mine used to put it, I'm so broad, I'm almost deep. And uh, uh, I, I, I claim that as well. Um, and uh, it was after, after graduating, I actually... Um, uh, worked on a book project uh, for about the university in the 21st century. It was um, because I dug deep into the market at the time that uh, I felt that, you know, something was afoot in terms of um, technology and higher education and that this was uh, um, the time to to build something there and uh, to, for things to change. But I felt, you know, it was 
unlikely that change was going to come from within uh, because institutions of higher education um, are, you know, tend to be conservative and they don't really have a lot of, sort of strategic capacity uh, and a lot of resources to explore new ways of doing things. And that's how I ended up in the startup realm because I felt this was, um, you know, the, the area where um, it was most likely that, you know, it would be, uh, be possible to get the kind of resources that you need to really um, build something that's uh, something meaningful that could have a lasting impact and that could scale. And, um, and that's how I got involved in, in, uh, in diversity. My co-founder and I originally set out to build something that's sort of a more social LMS, if you will, that would enable people to um, have a more digital uh, study experience. Quickly found out that, you know, reforming uh, higher education IT is kind of like moving a graveyard. <laughs> um, to, to speak with uh, Derek Box famous quote, and and then uh, we kind of transitioned to um, yeah more B two C approach. Mm-hmm. Jumped on the MOOC bandwagon, were the first player in that space in Europe, and then uh, um, uh, in the end transitioned towards professional education and and B two B. Ultimately, sold the company to Springer Nature, um, the, the publisher. And then I took a bit of a break and uh, uh, then got caught up in Hello Better. And here we are today. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so, you, so you took a bit of a break. What, what did you do in your break? Anything interesting? Uh, I, really, I really took a year off um, to just do uh, things that I enjoyed. And, um, you know, I took care of my apartment, renovated the place and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> traveled a bit. I also did some consulting work for some friends of mine that built this company uh, in Munich. Um, and yeah, also sort of, uh, yeah, looked at what, um, what could be next, what should be next, um, where, um, and, and, and also what different options were. So, um, yeah, and, uh, it, it was in that process that David, my co-founder, um, at Hello Better and I mm-hmm. started talking, we were friends before and he told me look, um, we have this company here. It's a university spin-off company. We're doing well, but, you know, this is so much more potential. You have experience with building a technology company and raising funding. Why don't you take a look at it and see, you know, whether we could take this to new levels, so to speak. And that I did. And uh, we quickly came to the conclusion, yeah, this is, uh, there's a lot of opportunity here. And so we decided to work together. Fantastic. Brilliant. So how long ago was that? If you could just tell me a little bit more about um, the challenges and how you started the business, what the, the kind of, I guess, the challenges and the journey in the early years to where you are today. That would be good to understand in a little bit more detail. Absolutely. Um, we, um, well, we started uh, working together at the beginning of 2019 and okay. at the outset, we there were some structural issues to solve in terms of the cap table and, and just, you know, making the company fundable uh, mm-hmm. so that from an investor perspective, this made sense. So there, besides David, there were two other original co-founders, Hannah and Elena. They're also mm-hmm. still on board. Um, but there were also uh, various other professors who were involved at the very beginning and, and we kind of needed to... Um, you know sort that out you know who's gonna who's who's on board and who's contributing and who's gonna make this company fly and Mm -hmm. and who's more in an advisor role and 
So we, we uh, had a lot of discussions around those things, uh, figured things out there. And then I uh, kind of drew up a map of what the company should look like in two years from then, you know, uh, um, when we'd be 40, 50 people, pretty much where we are today. Um, wow. and, uh, and said, okay, you know, who, who do we need to make that happen? And um, mm. I brought in uh, four other guys uh, for product marketing, uh, tech and operations and mm -hmm. um yeah the the original three plus these new four and i we we together are the sort of the new founding team uh, of yeah. hello better fantastic amazing that's such a fantastic achievement in a, a short space of um time so well done um on that that's that's amazing um so how's your um business um and growth been impacted um i mean i should imagine it's been impacted in a positive way um but it'd be good to understand more about i guess recent and current challenges as a result of the crisis that we've all been experiencing yeah um we've seen growth for sure uh particularly uh, actually more so on on the b2b side there are some deals that uh that we be, we were able to close that you know, probably otherwise would have dragged out for longer where COVID kind of forced the decision, like, so are you going to, are we going to work together now on this or, or not? Um, for on the B2C side, i.e. The, the clients, people taking our courses uh, there, we've, we've seen growth, but it, it wasn't, um, uh, it wasn't um, sort of an explosion like we've seen in telemedicine, for example. Um, and yeah, no, but we're, we're generally pretty happy where we are in terms of, uh, we're doing well in terms of our business plan and and um, yeah it's uh, um, it's all coming together so to speak fantastic <laughs> so it would be great to hear obviously um, I've got some more questions lined up for sure but I would love to know a bit more about the innovative digital digital mental health solutions that you're working on at hello better absolutely um, so I mean essentially uh, it's an online course. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, there are all these fancy names, digital therapeutics and whatnot, but what it comes down to, it's, it's a course that helps you help yourself. It's about empowerment. So it's a solution where you, first of all, reflect upon your current situation, learn about your mental disorder and the, 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 the problems that you're facing. Then you apply what you've learned in your daily life so you you know there are exercises where some of it is you know writing exercises again reflection but other things are really go out do something and so in the case of depression for example there's this vicious cycle where people kind of don't feel like they have the energy to to do something when they don't do something they feel bad about it and they're kind of caught in that spiral when, mm. where we try to, you know, activate them and say, okay, you know, 50 minutes a day, do something that feels good, you know, go outside, go for a walk, meet friends, you know, cook something healthy, whatever it may be. And, and uh, we kind of help people reflect upon what it is that does give them energy and then to plan and integrate that into their daily lives. And the, um, the last component is, um, the, is a coaching element. So there's always a psychologist that you can contact when you have questions, when you, you're not sure about how to progress. But also, you know, they'll check in with you regularly to motivate you to stick with it. Because 
Um, with mental health uh, issues that you can treat with cognitive behavioral therapy, it's kind of like with losing weight. It's, I mean, losing weight is simple. You just have to, you know, uh, exercise more and eat less. Yeah. So in that sense, it's simple. But doing that uh, yeah, it's isn't the so mindset thing, isn't it? And, and that is that is what we help people with. We yeah. design the structured process that makes something that you know sounds easy, but is in fact very difficult. Um, so simple that you know it seems achievable, and and you can over the course of you know several weeks learn really how to change your life. Sounds brilliant because you're really putting those steps into practice. Then, so I must I, I imagine it's so great to hear positive feedback that have, from people that have gone through the course and come out the other side of it. And what an amazing job you have! Like that must be amazing and must be great that feeling. So yeah, that sounds fantastic and. Clearly, it's been a journey for you um, whilst you've been scaling up. But as CEO, we would love to know about your leadership style and how your teams would describe you as a leader. Um, I'm certainly not a micromanager. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I believe in, in you know, bringing together the right kind of people that have different you know, strengths and weaknesses, weaknesses and that really complement each other. And then getting out of the way and letting them do their job that they know how to do much better than I do anyway. Um, so uh, I, I think it's more about really convening um, uh, bright minds that are passionate about what they do and mm -hmm. uh, letting them do their job. Amazing. Sounds simple. And <laughs> um, I think it'd be interesting then, obviously you've got a, a range of experience working with startups as well but it's always great to hear about like that one memorable like project failure that that's really inspired and changed your direction and mindset so some a project that you that didn't go quite to plan but you learned the most from it well i mean i i learned a ton from my experience at diversity and and mm. there there were some successes but there's certainly we had our fair share of failures. And I mean, one thing that I did during the year that I, uh, you know, took a break in between adversity and hello better was really reflect upon those experiences. And, and, and um, I mean, it was kind of my first job out of university uh, and I was kind of thrown into it. And of course, didn't know what, what I was doing, nor did anyone else really. I mean, at some point we were 20 people at the, in the company and there were two out of 20 people that had had any kind of other full-time job before uh, really so no up. one had any commercial experience just yeah all the other people 20. were just you know, former interns <laughs> uh you know friends that uh, we brought in mm -hmm. and, and uh and so you know there uh, on the one hand you know that gave us a great energy because you know everyone really uh was entrusted with a lot of responsibility from the beginning but mm -hmm. at the same time it wasn't really you know there weren't the the uh, old hands that you could learn from and um and that's something that we certainly are doing very differently now where we're we are a much more senior much more experienced team uh of professionals all of whom have some 10 years of experience under their belt in the in the different uh domains that that they're working in and um yeah that makes a massive difference um in the day-to-day -day work where you can just sort of trust and rely on you know other people's expertise and you don't kind of have to confront every problem uh, from the beginning uh, like uh, so uh, and, and say okay 
what could be what could a solution look like which was at the case yeah. uh in the old setup and that's certainly something that that i took away from it, is that that uh you know bringing in experienced people early on is is just crucial mm. i can imagine you probably had a lot of fun <laughs> i first it was all full of young people and um learning but like you say now now you're working with a proven workforce that have been there done that and they've got their armor on and they're ready to go which is probably key to the except um, the success of the business so yes yeah, fantastic fantastic and um, so obviously you've um you've been involved in in two major startups you lost two um positions um within your career what um what I always find quite interesting to um, to ask is, um, what if you could have done something differently, or or had a um, you know kind of gone down a different journey, different track? What would you have done differently? What what you know if you could have done anything in the world, what would you have done? Hmm. Let me think about that. Um, you've ended up with a really cool job so (laughs) yeah so as you'd imagine it's quite a difficult question for you that one (laughs) no i mean i yeah i i'm i'm definitely happy about where i'm right now because it's it's uh it's a great company it's a it's a worthwhile purpose that we're working on and uh and a great team but um yeah no i mean certainly uh, things, as I said, when I think about Aversi, where I feel in hindsight, you know, we should have, you know, tried in a much more, more structured a fashion to understand what the real problem was that we're mm-hmm. that we were solving. You know, who who was our customer, and I mean, the typical thing that you know when you, you know, that you do in design thinking that oftentimes goes wrong in organizations where you you know you you, particularly when you have to pivot you know you have a solution and you kind of have to try to make that uh, you know find product market fit and and it it has to be good for something you know and uh uh, and that's a that's a different kind of approach than you know really digging deep into the customer need and figuring out what it is that that that, uh, you can bring to the world that makes someone else's life easier and mm. oftentimes, you know, like uh, when you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail, that kind of problem. The thing is, I guess you're, um, you're doing something now as well that, is, that must be very, very rewarding um, as well. You know, you're, you're helping, um, helping a lot of people. Um, so um, next question, actually, I can see behind you that you've got lots and lots of books in that bookcase. Um, it would be really good to get an idea of, because um, so it looks like you're a reader, um, it would be really good to get an idea of um, what books um, or articles, things that you've read over the years that have really helped you to get to where you are today and helped you become as successful as you are um, that you would recommend to our um, viewers and listeners. Well, I mean, it's not uh, that I, you know, have a list of books where I say, like, if you read these, you're, you're set for life. But it's <laughs> certainly talk about uh, uh, books that inspired me, that, that, that I found interesting, and that kind of also maybe just influenced my leadership style. So mm-hmm. one is uh, um, A Team of Rivals uh, talks about, you know, how Lincoln convened his cabinet, uh, you know, bringing people together that um, had very you know, were very diff- of very different character, had different uh, convictions, but it was uh, these kind of 
differences that made them such a strong team because they yeah complemented each other and allowed him to chart a course that uh, that ultimately um, led him to success in the civil war and and uh, become you know argu- arguably the greatest president in American history. Uh, similarly, um, the, actually, <laughs> it also talking about the U.S., uh, the best and the brightest, uh, David Halberstam. It's a it's an account and sort of a, um, a group biography of uh, the people that led the uh, U.S. into the Vietnam War and uh, uh, ultimately, you know, into into failure. And there's mm. the the um, the cataclysmic, you know, uh, mm. um, war that that uh, unfolded and and ended up being a complete quagmire. Um, they were some of the smartest people of their generation, interestingly. So what the book teaches you is that, you know, rationality isn't all there is. Uh, and, and they were kind of ignoring or, you know, unaware of, you know, the fervor of nationalism and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, these much deeper sort of emotional allegiances that led people to sympathize uh, with the Viet Cong and, and to support North, uh, North Vietnam. Um, and uh, even though their st- statistics showed for years that they were winning because they, you know, produced this many, they dropped this many tons of bombs and they killed this many uh, uh, North Vietnamese, ultimately they were actually losing and they were kind of, their, their KPIs were really off from a business perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, not everything that you can measure counts. It's yeah. an important, another important lesson. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, definitely sounds like an interesting read. Um, I love the idea when you were talking about Hello Better, not only it, you, with the journey that it takes you on, you really help yourself get better and with the additional support as well. is so important. I mean, as um, as part of our business we we're really involved in the tech community and we Sandra's actually been running a host of webinars about taking time in tech so all about mindfulness in technology and, and the environment that we work in so um it does really mean to a lot a lot to us as a business so we love mm. to find out how people like yourselves as a ceo it's a high pressure high stress it's a it's a big job how do you keep yourself sane and healthy and how do you manage the stress of that um, well, first of all, I think it's about finding a job that doesn't stress you. Um, we, we have this stress assessment tool that's part of our stress training. And recently, when you know we, uh, in the midst of COVID, and and you know our you know big corporate customers signing and these forty-hour days, I filled out the stress assessment and I scored four out of thirty because I liked what I was doing. And, <laughs> you must be the least stressed CEO in Berlin. And I mean you ooze like super cool chilled vibes I just felt that you know we were on the right track we were doing uh, like we are doing something uh, you know meaningful so why mm. would I be stressed I mean there was a lot to do but okay that's that's just the nature of things mm. and you just have to see that those things get done that being said I think routines help um, you know getting up in the morning uh, making your bed it's the first mm. achievement of the day um, <laughs> uh, the, you know I have a pull-up bar at home so and, and in the office so I do my pull-ups uh, whenever I come into the office whenever I leave the office so you get your 
you know, 40, 60 pull-ups in that way uh, without, Yeah, you know, there you uh, go, Sandra, that's your tips. Sandra's um, trying to like do pull-ups. Pull-up, pull-up, I'm not very good at them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's not for everyone, but it's a, it's a really effective exercise that requires no time and you don't need to crawl around on the floor like when you do push-ups, for example. And that's why it's super suitable yeah. for the office. Um, and you can do it in a, in a suit, basically. Um, and then, uh, um, yeah, like workout routines, I think are also uh, important. Cooking dinner, like I, I, I really enjoy cooking to sort of unwind in the evening. Um, you do something with your hands, uh, something physical, unlike, you know, sitting in front of the computer all day. Um, those are a couple of things that I'd mention. Um, yeah. It worked well for you. Yeah, I think like cooking dinner is so relaxing, isn't it? Because you're like creating yeah. something. And do you generally that... switch? Do you generally switch off then when you're? I mean, obviously, you're probably working from home all the time now. But when, if you go back to thinking about when you were in the office, um, you get home, you cook dinner, have dinner, and then do you generally switch off, or do you still? Do you I, I usually watch Stephen Colbert's Late Show <laughs> to switch off. <laughs> Never seen it. <laughs> it's warmly recommended. Oh really? Okay, that helps so you. you do, so you're pretty good. It sounds like you're pretty good at switching off. I think that I think that's the challenge that a lot of people. Oh, I think we just lost you there. Hello. Yeah. There you are. You you're frozen, but I think we're okay. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. What were you saying then? No, I was saying uh, um, the that's. Oh, yeah, this, this, whether I'm good at switching off. Well, I don't know. I mean, don't have any comparison. I only know myself, right? <laughs> but uh, um, I feel like if you did what you can do and there's, you know, nothing you can be blamed for, if you will, if it then mm-hmm. doesn't work, well, what can you do? You know, then... Uh, um, if, if, then you can sleep soundly, nevertheless. I love okay. that because we we kind of like in this I don't know like we all kind of self blame that you can always do better and you can always do more and you can always try harder and like in reality you just cannot and you need to give yourself a break don't you and like something that I'm really trying to practice this year is to like be kind to yourself as you would to other people and it's so important and we're mm. we're tough on ourselves but it sounds like you're not mm. which I love <laughs> I admire that because I'd love to be like that and be able to just be like, well, yeah, I've tried my hardest. I've done everything I need to do. And that's super important. And I think we can all definitely learn a lesson from that and hopefully get a better night's sleep off, off the back of it. So um, what's your involvement like in the tech community? Do you get involved in many events and um, things going on? Obviously things have been a bit quiet in the tech scene lately. And, not, um, not much lately. Yeah. <laughs> not much lately, but usually are you quite involved in the community or. Um, yeah, I mean, the startup community have been, you know, in this space for, for 10 years now. Um, so, you know, know a lot of people and, and uh, it's always sort of meet and greet other founders uh, that, you know, you've um, really, yeah, come to know many years ago, seeing them again. It's always a bit like a family reunion at these events. Uh, but um, although I have to say that uh, in the last yeah, we're super focused because we knew exactly what we wanted to do, what we needed to do. So I wasn't really going to events uh, uh, much. Now, you know, with uh, uh, the upcoming fundraising process, I think I'd be doing more of that 
uh, also to pitch and present what we're doing, what we've been up to and what we've achieved. Um, but uh, yeah, in the last year, we're really focused only on industry events in the, in the health uh, and digital health space. Amazing. Sounds great. So it's a funny time for us at the moment and a lot of plans for people have gone on hold, but it seems like business as usual for you guys at Hello Better. Um, what are you most excited about in the sort of plans, six months, 12 months plans? What have you got on the agenda? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not business as usual. We actually switched to full-on home office for everyone in March, mm-hmm. uh, overnight, basically, and, and, and then went on to hire a dozen people or so many of wow. whom we've never met. Uh, um, so it's, it's far from business as, uh, as usual, I'd say. And I think our, our COO would be upset if I, if I said it had been <laughs> because he had to deal with all of this. And uh, <laughs> yeah, kudos well. to Philip for, you know, operational excellence. Uh, um, he, he did an amazing job there and uh, super proud of, of, of him and, and what he and his team have achieved uh, in making that transition smoothly. So that being said, um, I think we, uh, yeah, we have a really exciting uh, next six months coming up um, right. because, uh, yeah, we, we, we launched our product in, in April. We'll switch our biggest customer to the new product in, uh, in August. And, um, and then we, we, uh, we have a lot of other things planned for the end of the year. We're also wow. kind of beginning to look outward a bit more than we have been in the, in the, past year and a half we as i said before we were super focused sort of eyes on the ball because Mm. we had a very clear plan and strategy what needed to get done uh by the middle of this year and now we got to that milestone and now it becomes a lot more you know strategic because suddenly we've got choices again before we kind of the full full focus was on getting the product out and and uh you know um, signing a few big deals. Now that has happened. Now we uh, we can look out again, uh, so or look up again, and say, okay, where do we want to go next? What's the next uh, hill to climb? Um, and we kind of took a look back and said, wow, it's cool what we've achieved, but now we want to sort of uh, set a new uh, goal for ourselves, and and we're in the process of doing that. Also looking at new markets, uh, internationalization, oh. new partnerships, and so on. Mm. There's a lot happening, a lot coming up, a lot of exciting um, things for you to embark on in your rest of your journey. Yeah, definitely. If anyone is is listening that wants to find out a little bit more about Hello Better and how it might be able to help them, what's the best way to look into that? Just on the website? HelloBetter.de for now is is our German as well as English website. We're also looking into different domains. Um, But uh, yeah, there you can uh, find um, you know uh, the the, the programs that we currently have. We also have um, a lot of information on our blog that uh, you know is, if if you're not ready to commit to a full training that would take you six to eight weeks of sort of fairly intensive Mm-hmm. Um, introspection and and work on changing your life, but mm-hmm. first want to maybe learn more about a given condition. Then there you'll find lots of uh, relevant information that's been, um, yeah, it's been carefully curated and written by psychologists and psychotherapists. It's a, it's really high quality material, 
uh, that I, I'd strongly recommend as, as an entry point to sort of learn more and see what's right for you. Because it's not about, you know, this, I wouldn't say, you know, everyone needs to take our courses. It's, uh, it's the right solution for some people. Some people need, might need something else. else and uh, we, yeah, we hope we, we provide the right kind of information that allows you to find out. Sounds fantastic. That right sounds really interesting. I, I can't wait to have a read. <laughs> so I'm excited for that. So thank you so much. Um, it's been fantastic meeting you today. If anyone wants to um, get in touch, is it best, best via Twitter, LinkedIn? What's the best form of contact? Uh, LinkedIn. I'm, I'm actually pretty active on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm on Twitter as well. Hclopper, all one word. Um, yeah, feel free to reach out to me or shoot me an email. It's h.clopper, K-L-O-E-P-P-E-R at hellobetter.e. Perfect. Fantastic. Lovely. Thank you so much for taking the time to spend your afternoon with us. It's been fantastic hearing your story, Hannes. Thank you. Thanks for having Thank me. Thank you. Thanks for coming on the show. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>